0: Hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Her podcast. My name is Talia Joy. I am so excited that you are here today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If you are new around these parts, welcome home, my love. Welcome to your new favorite podcast. My name is Talia Joy. I teach intuitive development, manifestation mastery, and really tapping into the something more in life. So my purpose here on this earth is to teach you how to create the life that you are meant for by connecting you with the spirit world, connecting you to the universe, connecting you to the natural flow of life, being able to see the fullest expression of who you are and how to step into that. Basically, I show you how to create the the life that your soul is calling for the life that you are meant for the life that yes, has all those manifestations, all the stuff All the people, all the money, all the things, but also that deep sense of fulfillment, the deep sense of ease and purpose and getting yourself into a pattern and into a life that will continuously, continuously, continue, (laughs) continuously manifest you miracles on an ongoing basis on autopilot because You're in alignment with who you're meant to be. So this isn't just about spot manifesting, although you will learn on this show how to manifest all the things. This is more about you being able to constantly create miracles and healing and up leveling and the fullest expression of who you are, the freedom, the creativity, the ease, the abundance, the flow, the health, everything that you've been wanting. It's because your soul has been calling you for it. So that's why we're cutting through and tapping you in to who you're meant to be so you can create all the things, which is also called quantum manifestation and quantum leaping. Welcome. I'm so excited that you're here today. And if you are not new to the show, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in hardcore week after week. I love it. I thank you so much. And if you are loving this show and loving all the things that I'm bringing to you and excited for all the new episodes coming up in 2022 and everywhere that I'm going, my teachings are becoming more and more powerful, more and more expanded, more and more activating. And if you're down with all of this and you, want to support the show share the show I would love to see you sharing it with your friends with your family with the people that you want to help because not only does it help the show and like helps the apple podcast rating but it actually more so helps activate the light in the people around you and my love we need all the light we can get so if there are seekers around you that are right on the precipice that are starting to manifest more in their life show them reach out and be like, Hey, I've been listening to this podcast. This chick's really cool. I think you really like it. It's all about manifestation. I know you're meant for all the things. So here you go. It'll go so far for the show, but for the world, for the light, for all of us that need it. So today I'm talking about, and I'm just going to be straight up. I'm a little nervous with this episode because I'm not even sure how much I'm going to be sharing. Um, it, yeah. So I'm talking about today, the things that I've really learned in 2021, the main lessons that have been arriving through my life, through my clients, through my observations, through the cosmos, basically the big main lessons that have come through in 2021 and the things that I've learned. So because of the current world climate and what is going on in the world, um, pandemic style, There are a lot of things that I've learned through this crazy time, because when you're squeezed, when you're pushed, when you're triggered, that's when you have the biggest growth opportunity. That's when you have the biggest opportunity to step into these lessons and really learn them on a deeper way. So some of the stuff I'm going to share today, I think I'm going to be sharing things I've never shared before. We'll see how brave I am as we go through, but this episode is sparked by my personal experience in this last year. So the first thing, and this has nothing to do with the pandemic and whatever, but the first thing is that embodiment is everything. And I know that I've talked about that, but as with any universal truth, the more you practice it, the deeper levels of rewards you receive, right? So it's kind of like how you've heard be the change 712 times or surrender be in the now. But if you were to create a spiritual practice out of surrender or being in the now every single day, focusing on it, you would start to receive new levels of miracles and you go, Oh, I get it. Be the change. Oh my goodness. Or surrender. Like I get it now. Right. And we get it on deeper and deeper levels. So for me, for this year. And I'm just, again, I'm going to be straight up because this is my show. I'm allowed to be straight up. Hopefully this really serves the people that are into it. And if this kind of stuff and everything I'm going to talk about repels people, then that's okay too, because I'm all right with that. And I know that my, my ideal people, the people that need this need my truth. So for a long time, I have put myself On the back burner. I have three kids. I am an empath. I can fall into martyr where I'm just like giving, 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 but then being resentful about it. (laughs) I, I can admit that. Um, and so I it's been a practice, it's been a journey of putting myself first. And so when I say I don't even mean okay, whatever. I don't even mean first. And I know that some people go like, I can't put myself over my kids, like when my baby is like a poopy diaper, I can't be like mom's meditating, or maybe I can, but I don't choose to. Um, but what I mean by putting myself first is my own energy practice and taking the space to embody who it is that I am becoming with sacred practices, the way I move around in my day, the way that I will do an energy practice almost every day, whether it's mala beads or it's a few minutes of breath work or it's Kundalini or it's meditation or it's yoga or it's nature or it's journaling or it's channeling or it's a card pull or whatever. When I give myself that time and space to embody who I'm becoming and who I truly am, things happen so fast. This is like, this is quantum leaping and it's essence, right? If so where this whole teachings of quantum came from, uh, I don't even mean originally, but I just mean like from me, why I started teaching this is because many moons ago, many years ago, probably about five years ago, I had this thought in the shower where all the great ideas happen. And I was thinking about manifestation. I was thinking about the law of attraction and how what you put out gets mirrored back to you and thoughts become things. And it had always been until then, like a thing that I do, like I do a manifestation practice, like From this time to this time, I'm in my office journaling on these prompts or from this time to this time I'm meditating. And that is where I thought I was manifesting. Those were my practices. I did these things, right? But then one day when I was in the shower, I realized if I could, and this is just like, it was just like theoretical at this point. If I could just be that next level of myself right now, like Stand up tall, smile, feel optimistic, have faith running through my bones, eat the way she eats, interact with people, have the bravery to show up online, even with no makeup, have the you know, unapologetic energy of who I am, being unafraid to take up space, being unafraid to put myself first and treat myself well and fill my own cup. If I could be that person who could say, I'm sorry, who could spread gratitude around to other people who could be constantly looking at the light, moving through the things that were uncomfortable, but with grace and with ease and with the eyes of source, looking through the lens of source, if I could do that right now. I would all of a sudden start attracting a completely different reality because up until that point, it was like, oh, I do meditation to manifest or I do these certain things. But what if I didn't have time or what if my day was stressful or what if I was busy? then I wasn't manifesting. Like that's how I had it. I wasn't manifesting my dream life. If I didn't get my meditation in, if I didn't do my prayers, if I didn't do my asking, if I didn't do my, my gratitude journaling, then I wasn't manifesting the success, the abundance, the love, whatever. But I realized if I could just be her, I would be on the spot, magnetically attracting the life that I want. If I was just showing up as that person. So then I started like diving deep and then I discovered the quantum field and how all possibilities of you exist. This is just a tiny part of the quantum field, but all possibilities of you exist. The you who is depressed exists within you. The you who is energetic exists within you. The you who is optimistic exists within you. The you who is focused on the things that are going wrong, who is stressed, who is negative. She's also within you too. And we get to choose what type of us we want to show up as. We get to choose who we want to be and how we want to act. So if I get a text from someone and it's really triggering, I can choose to be the version of myself that just responds with a bunch more nasty words. Or I could be the version of myself that pauses, that takes a deep breath, that doesn't respond right away, that witnesses that that person's anger or resentment is being projected at me, but that's their stuff. Or there's a million other ways that I could handle it. A million other talia's that could show up. When I'm in traffic, I can choose to be the Taliyah that is impatient, that is worried about getting there on time, or is mad about the gas I'm spending, or the time I'm sitting here wasting, Or I could be the Talia that's like, wow, the universe must be teaching me to slow down. Or maybe I'm avoiding an accident up there, or maybe this is all in divine perfect timing. Maybe I'm the Talia that could choose to call the chiropractor or wherever I'm headed and go, yo, I'm stuck in traffic. I might be a little bit behind. Just so you know, you can let someone go ahead of me. If I am behind, I want to let you know. And they go, oh, thank you so much. (sighs) Ha, right. What Talia do I want to be? What you do you want to be as you go about your life? Do you want to be the you who says tomorrow I'll eat better tomorrow? I'll drink more water or right now. Could you chug some water right now tonight with dinner? Could you bring in more fresh veggies? Even if you're having chicken strips or whatever else, like even if you're not overhauling everything, could you add a little bit of the good in? Could you take a little bit more silence? Could you take a deep breath? So earlier today, I was starting to feel a little bit anxious, a little bit off. I don't know why I, sometimes I sit down at my desk and I get overwhelmed with how much I have to do. And then I go like, I do this and I have to do this and I have to do this and like hyperventilating and like, <laughs> I wasn't actually hyperventilating, but inside I was starting to get tight. I was starting to get anxious. I was like, "Blah. okay, what Talia do I want to be as I start my work day? And so I decided that I needed to do like an hour of embodiment stuff. And I didn't even know what to do. So first of all, I sat, I did a meditation from my coach that made me feel a lot better. Then I sat with my journal and I started just gratitude or not gratitude. Well, I did touch on gratitude, but I started journaling just what was going on in my mind, just getting it out, what I'm feeling, telling myself I love and accept myself anyways, even though I'm feeling kind of a little bit all over the place. And then I was called to do some breath work. So I did some breath work. I found this beautiful new video on YouTube that was such a cool breath work. I did that. I swayed in my body. I put on some good music, got some water and some tea and all of that stuff shifted my energy so that I could sit down at my desk and be like, okay, now I'm the Talia that is showing up as the light that is centered in her being. So one thing I've really learned this year is embodiment is everything. You can hear this and go, yeah, that's cool. And then right away, get triggered into the lower self. Your your spouse does something that's annoying or you don't get the promotion or there's traffic or you look at your bank account and you start freaking out. So embodiment, who you are being in your body, the energy you are embodying that you're carrying around with you, that you're bringing into a room, that is what will manifest out tenfold. So if you're negative most of the time, if you're worried most of the time, if you're telling yourself you're not enough, if you're choosing to believe that your body's not enough, that your mind's not enough, that you're not gifted enough, that you're not motivated enough, If you're choosing to focus on this, hanging out with people that suck your energy, not investing in yourself, not moving forward, you're not embodying your next level. And truly embodiment is everything. You don't have to do it all at once, but I will tell you this before I move on to the next thing I've learned. If you look at your life, that is an honest mirror of what you are embodying. So if you go, my life is pretty good. I feel really good. There's some rough days and I get sucked out, but generally it's pretty good. You're embodying right now. And in your life, the energy of a life that's pretty good. You're usually on sometimes you're out, but you're pretty good. If you're embodying this sucks, I'm never making enough money. I'm never going to find the one I'm going to die alone. I am not enough. I am, there's no way I'll get that job. There's no way I'll manifest that stuff. That is what you will manifest. That is what you are embodying. And if you decide to embody your next level version, which is like, I'm going to get supported or I'm going to look at the bright side. I'm going to trust there must be a way. I'm going to be around like-minded people. I'm going to take a minute to meditate, get my energy right before I do things, before I launch into the day or before I go to bed or whatever it is who you are embodying is what is going to manifest. And the way I've learned this, I knew this already in my mind, but I dove deeper into practice. I dove deeper into more time spent with spirit, with myself, and it has exploded my life, including my income, including my results with my clients, including my intuitive abilities, my self-love, my good vibes. It's been everything. So this year I've really learned and relearned who I am showing up as who I am embodying is what I'm going to receive every single time. So the next thing that I've learned is that I, again, these are things I've known, but it's become really obvious this year is humans need to fix things. We look at, at things that happen that seem like they aren't good and we feel like we need to fix them. So one example that is like personal in our lives, we're trained that if we have bad days, we shouldn't. That if we're feeling down, we need to fix it. We need to change it. We need to be more positive right now. Or if you're feeling, you know, a certain way, it's got to be fixed. If you have a headache, we need to fix it. So this is something that is going to kind of blend into another truth that I'll probably say after this, but source never looks at us like we need to be fixed. Source looks at us like what is going on is a clear representation of what is going on within us. And if we don't like it, we can change it at any time. We look at things that don't feel good as bad. We look at things that are uncomfortable as bad and should be fixed. But think of like an athlete that's training for the Olympics, or if you're, if you've chosen to start working out or build size or whatever, you need to work out. So like, think of the physical effort, like lifting weights or doing squats. So say you're holding a squat that is so uncomfortable, but in that moment, you intuitively don't go like, Oh, I need to fix this. You know, it's like, okay, push through as long as I can. This is good. This is building muscle. And then the next day you might even be sore, but again, you know that this is part of building muscle. So we know this in some ways that like pain is sometimes part of it or discomfort, right? I've talked about how, when we activate our next level, when we choose to up level, we actually cause ourselves discomfort because now we need to do things new. We need to think new ways. We need to expand that's uncomfortable, but that's good. If you're comfortable, you're living a vanilla beige lifestyle. If you're comfortable, you're never going to get up on stage or make a million dollars. Like maybe you will, but this is just how I feel. And What I see is comfort doesn't get us to wild levels of fulfillment and happiness and success and abundance and connection and healing. Think of healing. Think of inner child work. Think of shadow work. It is uncomfortable to be faced with what we think about ourselves. It is uncomfortable to be faced with our own limits, with our own part of ourselves that just wants love, to move through these feelings of when we were bullied or abused. It's uncomfortable, but it's part of growth. It's part of moving to higher levels. So you don't need to fix yourself. You really don't need to fix yourself. And in fact, anything that's going on on the surface that's uncomfortable, even if it's sickness or pain or a relationship or your own feelings about yourself or your bank account, it's actually a very, very helpful tool to start to ask, what am I missing here? Or what am I believing that's not true here? What am I feeling about this? Where am I pinching myself off to possibility? Where am I not showing up with faith and optimism aligned with source and in co-creation? It is a tool. It is good to see where you're stuck. It is good to see what's going on. Because if I wasn't feeling stuck and stagnant at the beginning of the year, I wouldn't have heard a voice saying, you need to embody this shit more. You need to be on your mat more. You need to be in your energy more. You need to be in your power more. I wouldn't have had that if I just sat there going like, oh, maybe I'm losing it. Maybe I'm not very inspiring. Maybe I'm going to stay here. Maybe I'm going to stay stuck. Like, oh, and I just was like, I need to fix myself. Someone fix me. I wouldn't have been available for actually what was going on, which is like Talia, you need to be with your spirit more. You need to embody who you're becoming more, not just doing stuff, embodying, being her practice, what you preach Talia, right? But if I would have stayed in something's wrong, something's wrong, something's wrong, but never looking and going, what is this teaching me? Where am I going here? What is happening? What, what, where can I, you know, basically how can this help me get to my next level? Because that's truly what's happening. And I do see this in the world right now. Humans look at a virus like it needs to be fixed. Like it needs to be eradicated. And I've never talked about this publicly. In fact, I purposely don't talk about it because it's very dividing. And I know that speaking truth causes reaction in people speaking my truth. I know that I may lose people in this. I may gain new people, but I do look at this whole global situation. Like it's not something that needs to be fixed. And also good luck trying to eradicate a virus, <laughs> a virus changes. It grows People are freaked out that it's changed and there's variants. That is what every single virus has ever done. That's our cold viruses. That's why every single year we'll be like, oh, it's a rough flu strain this year. We never try to eradicate the flu and pretend it's going to go away, right? We look at these things and we don't just allow them to move through us as a society, as a whole. We try to fix them. We try to stop them. We try to change them. And one thing I want to say here that really, um, really beautifully sums up this. We feel like we need to fix things and we avoid our pain. We avoid feeling uncomfortable and we try to just fix it. This is a beautiful example. So when it's been studied that and shown in science, you can look it up. There's been studies about it, but also just, we know why um, humans get a fever. Okay. So when a human gets a fever, the body is heating up to kill, to basically boil out whatever cold virus, flu, bug, whatever was in us, right? So sometimes we get the flu and we get this awful fever and we're so hot. And sometimes it even goes in cycles, right? Like hot and cold and hot and cold. That is the body literally heating up the bug or whatever it is inside you that is causing you to be sick so that it kills it. So if we just start to have a fever and so many people do this and I'm not judging you individually, I'm saying this is a group think problem. Um, when we just try to kill the fever, we got to get down the fever. We don't want our kids to be uncomfortable. We don't want to be uncomfortable. We got to work. We got a mom. We got to do our stuff. We can't have a fever. We can't be knocked out. We can't slow down. So we need to fix it. So we take a pill to, to get rid of the fever. Because that was the discomfort. But what happens then is your body doesn't get to heat up and kill the virus. So then the thing moving through you is going to be moving through you extra long. It's going to drag out. It's going to be a sore throat for weeks or a runny nose or feeling fatigued because you didn't let the body just boil it out. So here's the other part is they've studied in kids and in infants that after a baby or a toddler or a kid has a fever. Shortly after they have a growth spurt because not only did that fever wipe out that flu strain or whatever it was that was in the body, but it boiled out everything. We have so many viruses and bugs that are trying to get at us all the time. That's what our immune system does. It's a defense, right? It's a, it's a defense against these things to hopefully not let them in. And that's why sometimes your kids could get sick and you don't get it because your immune system prevented you, or maybe your kids get really sick or your spouse gets really sick and you just get a sore throat. It's like the immune system kept it out. So the immune system is constantly working to keep out, you know, bugs and flus and whatever. So when your body gets a fever, it spikes your whole body and wipes out all of the bugs and viruses and everything that was trying to get into you. So they've actually noticed that after a kid has a fever, they go through a developmental growth spurt because they're actually stronger after this fever came in and boiled out, <laughs> it's not right, totally the right words, but boiled out the viruses, the colds that were trying to get into their system. So all of a sudden their body can thrive because at that moment, there's almost nothing holding them back. So they can learn to walk. They can learn to speak. They can learn more about the world around them. They can feel safer. They can sleep through the night, whatever it is. They've noticed every time a baby, a kid gets a fever, they have some sort of growth spurt after. So maybe it's a kid that's into dance or gymnastics or soccer. They'll be stronger after. And, and this happens over and over and over again. But the problem is with humans is we don't want to be uncomfortable. So we always are trying to spot fix the discomfort. We feel like we need to fix stuff. We don't have faith in the earth, in our body, in the way that things happen. So we end up causing more pain and more sickness and just elongating the problem because we don't want to be uncomfortable or we don't want our kids to be uncomfortable. So I'm fully aware that a fever at a certain point can lead to, you know, brain damage can lead to lead to serious things. And if that's the case, Take your kid to the hospital. At that case, Advil's not doing it anyway. Take your kid to the hospital. I'm not saying to not seek medical care. I'm not even saying that there's no time and place for something like Advil or whatever. I'm not an extremist in any one way. But I do believe in my body. I do believe in the earth. So I've witnessed through this pandemic and also just... Being uncomfortable with our emotions, we try to fix them, we try to rip ourselves out of them. But really, what is this telling me? What is in this for me? So, if you have a cold, if you have a flu, if you have a fever, what is this telling me? Lay down, slow down, take some downtime, rest, drink lots of water, right? recalibrate is what it's telling you. It's not telling you to go take a pill so that you can get back to work. That's not actually what your body's telling you. So that is another thing that I've learned in 2021 and just seen is that we feel the need to fix things, but in our discomfort is our greatest growth. And we need to have faith in the way that things happen. And sometimes we need to get so deeply uncomfortable with who we are or what we're doing in life or our patterns that we change them. the last thing I'll say about this before I move on is when I decided to stop drinking many, many years ago, um, I was drinking a lot and I was in so much discomfort around it. I just knew I was coping. I felt like crap. I would do like, you know, destructive things. Once I was drunk, it was drugs or it was binging on food or it was whatever. I just knew it was so unhealthy. And every time I would be sober the next day and then I'd start feeling discomfort in my own skin I just want to drink I want to numb it. I'd want to fix it, fix the discomfort. But once I decided to stop drinking, I started seeing and being in my discomfort because I didn't have anything to cope with anymore to numb with. And I started realizing that in that discomfort was my greatest teacher because I realized I wasn't loving myself. I realized, and I was present to how mean I was in my own mind to myself, the lack of faith. How much I would just chit talk myself in my life, feeling unworthy, but being able to be in it actually helped me move through it. Helped me see where the work was that I needed to do instead of just numbing and avoiding and bolting when things get rough, right? Instead of just drinking away my discomfort, sitting in the discomfort and being like, okay, for me, I need to get some help. I broke me open to my intuition. There was so many things that came from choosing to not numb anymore. So you don't need to fix everything that's uncomfortable. It's for a reason it's for like, it's having faith in the bigger picture of things. And again, I don't know why I feel the need to say there's a time and a place for everything. If you break your back, I'm not saying just don't take any pain meds. Like that's up to you and your journey. And there is a time and a place for all these things, but just notice when you're looking to speed through and band-aid the discomfort. So the next thing I learned in 2021, really hardcore is (laughs) with this embodiment, when you stretch yourself to a level that is super scary, like really, like, can I even do this? Is this crazy or is this awesome? Like when you're faced with that decision, is this fucking crazy or is this fucking awesome? (laughs) And you leap and you maintain as best as you can, that embodiment and that faith and that showing up as her. When you stretch and then embody, you will receive more than you could ever imagine. So one example of something that happened this year is my husband and I manifested our dream home. And, you know, I don't talk about specific numbers a lot, but it's basically a million dollar home. We're a couple dollars short, short of that or shy of that. So we manifested this. And right before that, we were not Financially, quite in the place of owning a million dollar home, meaning we didn't have a million dollars in the bank. And also, like the mortgage payments on a home that costs that much is pretty high. And we were making our way there, but we weren't quite there yet. We didn't have the down payment required fully ready, but we all of a sudden were ready life became obvious we had a son and the son he had his crib in our room which was totally fine when he was tiny but then he started standing up in like the middle of the night going like mom boob boob (laughs) i'm like do you think he saw me you know it we were outgrowing our place right we're outgrowing where we lived the kids each had a room the girls did but koa was in our room and our our space was small so we became physically ready it was clear we needed to move And we also started embodying the bigger versions of ourselves, more faith, more practice, more energetic practice, more throwing ourselves into realizing our energy is everything, choosing joy, choosing surrender, choosing all these powerful things. And so we became available for it. The pieces moved in our life. Things happen that were completely unexpected and all of a sudden we landed in this home. I know I just glossed over a lot of stuff, but this episode isn't about the story of how we manifested the home. All of a sudden we're here, but this million dollar home has, you know, obviously heat to pay for and internet and property taxes and blah, 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 right? All the things that homes cost. And we weren't actually in the place where that would be easy to do. So we came in and I was just doing some like looking over numbers just the other day, which had me really see this thing that I learned in 2021, which is if you stretch and embody, you will receive more and be blown away by what comes your way. So we stretched and I was looking back at my months of income and holy man, the month before we manifested the home was one of my lowest income months in the last few years. And then the month we manifested the home was like the same type of thing, like really low, like barely able to live on it low. And then the next month after we're in the house, we'd been here a month, the next month it was about a thousand dollars more. And then the next month it was like $2,000 more. And then the next month I had like quadrupled or more that first Months income, like right as we were manifesting it, and it was really low. I had like quadrupled by like four months in. I don't have my numbers in front of me, but every single month, it almost doubled, if not more, every single month up until I think I was doing this up until October, November. And it was like my best month ever in my business. And I looked at the numbers over the month and I was like, we manifested the home here when I was making barely anything compared to what I'm making now and what I needed to survive and thrive, pay my team, pay my coaches. Like I need to be able to do all these things, pay my rent. (laughs) And every single month it got more and more and more and more because stepping into this house, I have shared this in previous episodes, but the first couple weeks I was filled with limits I was like oh my goodness what have we done there's no way we can maintain this what if this gets taken away tomorrow oh my goodness I have to make this much more how much is hydro going to be how much is the electricity going to be in the winter what about this what about that what about property taxes oh my god I was so overwhelmed and so like fearful and I noticed it and I was like wow this embodiment is bringing up all my shit. So let's look at it. Let's write it out. And I literally sat at the beach one day and wrote it all out. I'm scared. I'm not gonna be able to afford the payments. I'm scared that we're going to have to give the home back and like move into like renting again and tiny house. I'm scared that the universe doesn't actually have my back. I'm scared that my business is going to drop off. And now it's like even more important. I'm scared that we're going to be homeless. I'm scared that my kids are going to have to see me not able to afford this home. And I just wrote it all out. And I said, even though I feel all these things, and I went one by one, even though I feel fear, even though I feel terrified, even though I feel not enough, even though I'm totally unsure how this could ever fucking happen, I love and accept myself anyway. And I embodied, right? Going back to that first thing I learned, I embodied, I, I developed a tool called overflow that I've been teaching to my 101 clients that just changed fucking everything. But it came from being scared. Again, I didn't band-aid back to the last point. I didn't bandaid. I didn't desperately try to fix myself. I actually rose to the call. I was like, okay, we manifested this, which means it's meant for us, which means it's time to step into the Talia that owns a million dollar home. The Talia that has a walk-in closet that is bigger than most people's bedrooms. (laughs) The Talia that manifested this, of course, along with my husband, my family, we all manifested this, but it was time to step up. If not now, when? So one of the things I learned so deeply and so obviously in 2021 is when you stretch like yikes stretch, And then you learn to embody that next level that is claiming it, that is investing because simultaneously, as I was manifesting a home, I was also manifesting or sorry, investing in mentors that were bigger payments than ever. I was buying more organic food than ever. I was treating myself to the things that my soul was calling for overworking like, I don't mean overworking. I mean, sometimes I treat myself to a day at the beach to just journal and be there instead of working, instead of hustling. So I was really putting in a lot of faith, but I was being her. I was embodying her and what we have received, not only the income, but like we now are energetically owning this home. It is ours. We have stepped into homeowner vibes. It has called my husband forward to be way more of like a fixy guy, even though he always is, he's so incredibly handy, but now it's his home and we manifested this. So it stepped him up into more of a King in his life. It stepped me more into the queen who owns this, who makes income impacting people. So I'm going to develop more of my mediumship abilities and I'm going to learn manifestation even more on even deeper level so I can teach it. That's what it did to me. This huge stretch was like called me to rise. And now the results and the rewards that are coming in are massive. So the lesson here is if you stretch and embody that next level, you will receive it. That's just the formula stretch, embody, receive, stretch, embody, receive. Every single time you will, without a doubt is law, create a new experience for yourself. So the next thing that I learned, and then there's just one more, is, um, I think actually I'm going to say the thing I was saying about how humans need to fix things. One of the biggest things I learned is that we as a society have really gotten into a place of root cause avoidance. We're not looking at the root cause of things. We're not looking at the root cause of our anxiety. We're just given medication we're not looking at the root cause of our body pain. We're just given medication. <laughs> There's a theme here. We're not looking at the root cause of our discomfort with ourselves. Instead, we're just drinking or numbing, right? So even with this global situation, we're not looking at what is causing this, what the disconnection is in the energy as humans, We've gotten so far into our ego, so removed from the earth that, yeah, of course, there's going to be viruses taking over and spreading through the land. What is the root cause of this? And what is the root cause of your own health, your own susceptibility, right? So I know I'm walking a fine line here, but what if, and this isn't a judgment on your choice for the V word. Because I support everyone. I have really good friends that have taken the stance on both sides. I have family members. I know people on all the sides. And I support you. And I love you. And I hope that you made the right decision for you. But I want you to really ask, at the root, what can I do to make sure I'm healthy? The way that you would for flu and cold season. The way that you would if you were really trying to not get sick because you have a trip next week. What would you do to be healthy? What would you do to build your body up so that you had the best chance of fighting something or, you know, being healthy in this life versus just getting injected with something? And again, I'm not against it. I'm not against any one thing, but I want you to ask yourself, am I root cause avoidant? Am I avoiding what is causing this? And this comes into our life too, away from the situation, but just into Feeling not enough in our skin. So instead of just saying, I'm enough, I'm enough, my body's beautiful, and just trying to believe, what's the root cause? Why do you not feel enough? And this is why people experience such profound healing with shadow work and inner child work and realizing that that thing they experienced when they were six, they believed it was true. For myself, I had an eating disorder, right? For a long time. And I was trying to do therapy, and I was trying to take happy pills, and I was trying to do anything else besides, except for looking at what caused it. And then when I started looking at, like, I was bullied, and I believed that my body was not enough, and I believed that I was fat, and I believed that that was wrong, and I believed that I would be better if I was skinny, and I believed that thin people were more attractive, and I believed all of this junk, and that's what was causing the eating disorder. So you can try to like fix it from the outside, but also please be looking at the root cause. I have a beautiful client that I was just working with. And right at the beginning of when we started working together, she decided to go on antidepressants because she was feeling really anxious. So, she decided to go on antidepressants and she said to me you know i don't know if i'm going to take these forever the the you know the idea is not to take them forever but i just needed to breathe a little bit so that i could really dive deep with you and look at what was causing this and i had like a tear of just excitement. And I reflected back at her, how brave that is and how beautiful that is that she can make the choice to go on medication while looking at the root cause. So this is definitely not a chat about all or nothing or do this or don't do this, or that there's any right one way, but I do wish for you as you do whatever you're going to do, To be also looking at the root cause because an anti-anxiety medication or drinking to numb your feelings, it's, you know, you're going to have the same issue tomorrow that caused the problem in the first place. It's maybe the way your mind thinks about yourself. Maybe it's the fact that you believe your body's not enough, or you believe you should be somewhere else in life, or you just otherwise believe you're not enough. So look at the deep stuff. I know it's not easy. But it becomes so much easier to live life once you just stop avoiding the root cause. And I'll do this all the time because there's things in my life where I sabotage or I avoid. And I'll look at myself and instead of just trying to fix it and be like, okay, from now on, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to meditate. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm going to walk. Next Monday, I'm going to start this diet. Like, you know me, I'm not going to diet. But I will look at, you know, I'll catch myself wanting to make these things and then I stop and I go, okay, what is the root cause of why I'm not doing this? Is it sabotage because I still don't, don't think I'm enough? Is it unwilling to show up for myself because I think that other things are more important than my own well-being? What is the root of why I'm doing this? Not just band it with some program or band-aiding it with a new schedule that's like one of my biggest telltales is i start if i feel powerless in my life i start scrambling and then i start trying to like map out a plan it'll be like okay monday and wednesday i do this and tuesday and thursday i do this and every day i do 100 squats and every day i meditate and every day okay great cool if it's coming from love then like yeah that's gonna change your life but what are you avoiding What is actually causing the problem? So one of the biggest things I saw this year is that humans are root cause avoidant because of that other point that we don't want to be in our negative emotions. We don't want to be in the discomfort. We don't want to be sick. We want to avoid it. We want to avoid, avoid, avoid. But that is your greatest teacher. Remember, the fever actually causes a surge in your body. So if you allow allow your body to experience your flu or your cold, it will come back stronger. And I've also heard, just last thing, I've also heard immunize immunologists and uh, what's it called, vaccinologists. I don't know if some of you are going like, that's not the right word. Um, speaking lately on podcasts and things, saying that if we, like, if somebody got COVID and it moved through their body, they now have the antibodies to protect future strains, even of COVID. But if you get just the vaccine, you're only ever protected against the one strain that is changing. Like now it's already changed. It's already changed tomorrow. Right? So again, make your choice. I freaking love you. If you feel good with any decision you've made, I support you. I love you. I actually think there's no right or wrong, but I also want you to be looking at what I can do to nurture myself from the root, my, you know, my, um, my immune system from the root, my happiness from the root, my self-love, my success, my commitment to myself from the root, not just from the outside. And then the last thing I'm going to say, which is something I've definitely learned this year is the power of focus, the power of group focus, the power of what you focus on expands. And I know that I've been teaching this for years. I've known this, but 2021 showed it to me in a whole new way. The power of group focus, the power of myself in my life. Am I focused on my lack or am I focused on my success? Am I focused on what's not working or am I focused on where I'm headed and what I'm growing into? Am I focused on the parts of my body that I want to change or am I focused on the parts of my body that I love? Am I focused on what if I get sick tomorrow and die? Or am I focused on I'm going to do the best thing I can do for my body and be healthy. What are you focusing on in your life? Are you focusing on the fact that every year gets better and better or that every year humans get more fucked? Are you focused on the fact that you are doing it and you are worthy of it? Or are you focused on the lack of, and one reason why I find people thrive in my mentorship and when I'm working with people, and you'd get this with other coaches and stuff too, is because why I find that there's so much success is because we spend hardcore time focusing on you moving forward, (laughs) especially my one-on-one clients. We have voice memo that we're always going back and forth. I know I've shared this, but Monday through Friday, I'm sending you voice memos every day, rooting you on, giving you that intuitive guidance. You're asking for help. We have the collective focus on you succeeding. And when you're having a bad day and you reach out and you say, I'm a mess. I have the focus to hold you and love you and say, it's okay. What are you going to do for yourself today? How are you going to rest, move through it, cry it out? It's okay. You're doing enough. That focus on just being enough, being okay, being in touch with your discomfort, moving through it, that focus is powerful. So no matter what you're doing, make sure you're focusing on your well-being and for the love of fuck's sakes, get help. I don't even mean from a mentor, from friends, from books, from webinars. Like I love mentoring. I love having a coach. I love having a support system. That is my jam. I am a seeker. I want to learn from people who have been there. I want the shortest possible way to get to my success, which is learning from someone who's done it, learning their teachings, moving through my sticky spots. So get help. And if you want to work with me, check the link in the show notes because I am booking up fast. This is high level work. An investment in yourself I can't wait to do this with you you don't need to be an island read be in a support group be in groups of like-minded people because your focus what you are focusing on is so important focus on the light more focus on your well-being more focus on what you can do more live well live well <sighs> Focus on feeling good. Focus on being better and being more kind to your body and loving yourself and turning into the goddess that you truly are. Focus on your well being. Focus on your power and know that that will expand in your life. So, thank you for having me today. I am nervous because I know that some of the stuff I touched on today is a very heated debate in the world right now. But I ask you to look at the bigger picture, to look at the bigger principles of what I'm talking about. Embodiment is everything. Who are you being? Who do you want to be humans? Remember, we want to fix stuff. We want to fix the discomfort. The lesson here is to learn from your discomfort, to move through your discomfort, to not look at things that are happening that seem to be uncomfortable and label them as bad, label them as wrong. Have less time and space for them. The next lesson was stretch, embody, receive. That is so obvious looking at my income and what we manifested. And oh my goodness, was I was stretched way beyond my comfort zone. Stretch and embody and you will receive. And that's what I do with my clients. They stretch by working with me. I teach them how to embody and holy shit, they get to receive. And then... The next one was the power of what we focus on. The power of what we focus on as a collective, what you focus on in your day, what your intention is going to, what you are believing in, what you are subscribing to, what you focus on will expand, what you focus on grows. So the power of your focus is huge. It's really, really powerful and really, really important. And then the last one is root cause avoidance. And I think I messed up the order here, but I was just kind of flowing around on my page not avoiding the root cause. So make your choices, do your things to feel better now, to manage your symptoms, whether it's internal mindset, emotional symptoms, or physical symptoms, do whatever makes sense to you. And I support you, but also dive deep into the root cause of things. What caused this in the first place? Because we want to thrive. We want to be healthy. We want to be the fullest expression of who we are on a soul level. We want to thrive. So what is causing you to not thrive? What is pulling your cork down? What is causing you to stay heavy and stay stuck and maybe in pain, maybe emotional pain, physical pain? You know, what is going on? Don't avoid the root cause. The root cause is what will set you free and what will set you up for a lifetime of health, mental, emotional, physical The root cause is where it's at. The root of everything is where the life grows, right? If flowers kept blooming and dying and blooming and dying, and we kept trying to fix the flower, that wouldn't make any sense. we got to go to the soil. we got to look at what's going on. What's going on in the environment? Is there too much rain? Is there not enough nutrients? Is the soil dead? What is going on? Why isn't the flower blooming? We don't just sit and try to tape the flower back together, right? I really want you to sit with that. We try to tape ourselves back together. We try to spot fix and spot heal, but we can't. We have to look at the root cause of our environment, of our fundamental beliefs, of what we've learned about ourselves, of where we're putting our focus really, and see what's there for you. So again, I'm nervous. Thank you for being here with me. I hope that this was received well. I hope that you learn from what I've learned from. And feel free to reach out on Facebook. There's a link in the show notes or on, on Instagram. Let me know your takeaways from this. Let me know if anything resonated with you. Let me know even if you're pissed off at me. That's okay. I can I can hold it. I can, I can be there. Let me know your thoughts on this episode. I'd love to hear. Okay. Holding all of the space for your success, your wellness, your wealth and abundance. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I want you to take a second to take a breath with me and embody everything you just heard. Take one deep breath in and let it all go. One more deep breath in and let it all go. Thank you for being a seeker. Thank you for tuning into the show. It's an honor to serve you and I'll see you in the next episode.